podcast. That's right, two in a row. I'm a busy man, but I love it. So long as I'm speaking to awesome, creative people. And today, of course, yet another awesome bunch of creators, all right? They have this awesome independent comic book called Stud. Yeah, man, he's a studly stud. Uh, let me bring on the writer, first of all, the one and only Perry Crow. What's possible? Hello. Not much, hey. Al. Thanks for having us on. No, uh-huh. no, us, us, yeah, talk about us. Let's get, I, let's get on the amazing yeah. artist, the one and only, <laughs> Jeff Doherty. What's going on, bro? Hey, good to see you guys. We're not going to see him. We're going to see his hands and the magic. See my, and, my, my and beautiful working hands, yes. Yeah, it's like a first-person shooter game view of Jed. If only we could control what was being drawn, right? Let's get it done. Okay. What was that movie, Henry, right? We have the Henry uh, hardcore, view Hardcore, hardcore Henry. Henry. Or Harry, Harry, whatever. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Somewhere Maybe around there, right. folks. Don't mind me. I smoke <laughs> pot, so I have short-term memory issues. It is what it is. All right. <laughs> so with that, thank you for coming on to the show, man. You guys have an awesome comic book, right? That's uh that we we could check out. It's called Stud. You know, it has a double-sized debut coming uh through Comics Experience Publishing. Shout out to CEX, man, for allowing me the honor of having you guys on, and you could check them out below, of course. So. Jed, Perry, yeah. a little bit about yourselves before we dig into what Stud is all about. Let's start with Perry up top over here since Jed is hard at work on the sure. next issue. You know, where are you from and how did you get into fandom? Like, you know, was it comics, was it TV, was it movies, was it all of it? <laughs> Probably all, a little bit of everything. Uh, I mean, I grew up in uh, the suburbs of the Twin Cities up in Minnesota, and yeah. I really came to comics through uh, figures. I mean, okay. I think of, like, uh, the Masters of the Universe figures in, you know, 1983. I was, like, five years old. They came with those uh, mini comics. And, yes. You know, at that, to- at that point, I didn't really think of it as a comic. It was just part of the toy but then, uh, you know, fast forward a few more years and the Marvel Secret Wars figures came out. I don't know if you remember those. Yes. They, they had like those lenticular shields, little animation. And so I just, yeah, I picked one of those up with my brother. He bought Spider-Man. I bought Daredevil and uh, just, you know, pursued the comics from there and picked up Daredevil like 235, 236, 237 and Ooh. dove in and it was, you know, I was nine years old and it was maybe more hardcore than I was ready for. You're taking on <laughs> Rotgut, the serial killer who's stabbing people on the street. It kind of blew my mind as a suburban kid in the Twin <laughs> Cities. But, Can't uh, yeah, but yeah, New York is a fucked up place to live. Jesus, I know Christ. Hell's Kitchen. I mean, <laughs> terrible name right off the bat. But uh, yeah, so just in, just collected comics uh, pretty much from yeah, yeah. then on. I mean, off and on here and took breaks off and on, and uh, but kind of spread out from Daredevil to Green Lantern and Silver Surfer. Yeah. Did a lot of cosmic stuff, and I uh, didn't really get into creating comics until fairly recently, um, just kind of... Recently? What's recently? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stud is, I guess I did the Frontiersman before that. That's probably maybe five, six years ago. Oh, damn. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just always read them, really enjoyed them, and just got interested in doing, you know, creating them, and uh, joined this... Uh, what's it called? Comics Experience, this workshop online, took some classes through there, kind of learned the process, script formatting, and um, they taught me about uh, these 
Comic Creator Connection events at comic uh, conventions and happened to meet uh, Jed Doherty at one of those. They're sort of like um, uh, speed dating writers on one side, artists on the other. Yeah, Speed just, dating uh, for work. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk for like five minutes and kind of share your work and you see if it seems like. Did anybody hold turkey legs throughout the process? Ah, <laughs> uh, that would have been better. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> you guys aren't practical jokers, fan. You remember when, uh, what was it, Brian Quinn, he had to do a speed dating, but he had to do it holding two turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. I only had one. It was a quail. Yeah. So yeah. threw things off, but that's what resonated with Jed. And I had just written this, uh, you know, script for an issue of Stud and shared okay. The overview and uh, one page of the script with Jad just to give him a flavor for it. And he liked it well enough to uh, jump on board. And, you know, it's he's an amazing artist. It really excels at muscles and violence, which Stud has yes. in spades. Yes, so, it does. I love it. Know? It's a throwback book <laughs> to me because, again, like you're saying, you know, material is not for kids. I grew up reading Savage Sword of Conan. My mom would buy me this, you know, and I was oh, yeah, around, yeah. and I was younger, seven, eight years old, you know. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing titties and heads getting sliced <laughs> off at that age. And instead of being fearful of it, I was eating it up. Like, what can I read more of this awesome stuff? And I see yeah, the He-Man sure. influences and stuff, for sure. So, Jed, you now, hey. your origin story, buddy. Like, how did you let's get into see. all this and decide to even start drawing? Uh, let's see. Well, uh Drawing because uh, my my dad was employed as a as a graphic artist, illustrator, all that stuff. So that was always around the house when I was growing up. Uh, and uh, I don't know. We I've, I've had comics around. You know, there's comics I I must have uh, you know like it must have been bought for us uh, by parents. Uh, like things that are just falling apart that I've read so many times. I don't even know what issue it is. Uh, oh damn. Yeah, he so, lost the issue number. <laughs> yeah, the, the, no cover, right? But uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I was I was following comics all through the '80s, uh, uh, Marvel and all that, and then into Love and Rockets. Uh, Ooh, I moved fun. up to let's see, I moved up to Seattle uh, sometime in the '90s, and I was doing uh, a uh, a mini comic uh, like a zine, just uh, just kind of an homage to Love and Rockets stuff, like awesome. Uh, uh, and uh, that that one, uh, I don't know. He just sold, sold them through the uh, fact sheet five and all that. If you remember yeah. those, yeah. Yes, yes. I um, mean the old days of hustling. Thank God for internet and changing the hustle for you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's everything with snail mail and all that. And uh, I don't know. I had I had a fallow period. Uh, Two thousand. I uh, a friend of mine. Uh, who worked in a comic shop, you know, said, Hey, you, you draw some, uh, Howard Jakin came by the studio, came by the shop looking for work, looking for assistance. So I went over and I, I got a job for like a decade working as an assistant for Howard. Get Uh, the fuck out of your world. That's that's the man right there. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a way to start. Holy shit. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Learn, learning at his knee, uh, learning. Yeah. Wow. Comics, comics, and comics-related bitterness. <laughs> Sorry, Howard. I'm yeah. pretty sure of that, that, that was a drink every night after work, right? Like, oh, my God, this guy. 
<laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I was I uh, I worked with him for a while, and then I got uh, he kind of uh, he kind of fished around and got me a few jobs. I I was doing uh, work for DC in about probably five six years ago. Uh, what the heck was it? Uh, World's finest. There okay. was an arc there with uh, like Superman and Batman on Earth two. Okay. Uh, that was that was pretty fun. Uh, a few other a few other jobs here and there, uh, but uh, I I lost track of my editor when they when they switched coasts. So ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So once they did that move from New York to the West, it was a wrap, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Sucks. yeah, then I I was uh, I was at uh, WonderCon and I figured I'd try out that comics creator thing, and uh, yeah. amongst uh, amongst the. Uh, the various pitches. There was Perry with this thing that seemed pretty cool. So <laughs> very nice. Uh, yeah. So mm. we we uh, we. What did it take us? Like two years, Perry? Something like that? Uh, I feel like longer than that. But yeah, it was, it's been well. So we um, where our publisher works is they wanted the entire series to be done before they start publishing oh, any okay. of them. So uh, so yeah. So Stud was originally like a five issue series with a fifth issue uh, giant size finale. Um, when uh, CEX, the, our publisher, was getting ready uh, to publish it, um, just looking at the economics and sort of the the landscape of comics at the time, uh, they decided to make it into two double sized issues and then the giant size finale. So each issue of Stud is over 40 pages. Uh, costs only one dollar more than a standard size comic, so you get a good bang for your buck. Hell yeah! Uh, with that. Hell mm-hmm. yeah! Yeah, and you get some fun story, and I see those He-Man uh, references in there as well. That I'm here. Sure. Hey, I I don't deny it. He's definitely <laughs> a big influence. But yeah, we did a Kickstarter for the first issue just to get uh, some funds nice. coming in and just reach out to people. We actually did. This little ash can. Oh, an uh, ash can! Oh, like, that is yeah. so nineties, kid. I, love I know. It. <laughs> and we did it. We did it like the size of the old He-Man mini comics. Beautiful. Um, I yeah. miss those, bro. I, I mean, oh, as yeah. a kid, I also grew up with those mini comics, and I remember in kindergarten, kind of my two earliest mini comics was the Origin of Batman and the Origin nice. of Hawkman. Mini. Okay. I remember cool. those vividly, like, and I would read those like it was the Bible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hawkman, you know? I feel like he's had, like, seven origins. Oh, Mike, too many to name, yo, we're not going to get a definitive, bro. <laughs> you know? but, but if we're going to talk about, like, an awesome character that has, you know, has an awesome story and an awesome look, you know, before we even dig any further, let's check out the trailer to start. Cool. Welcome to Borobora, an uncanny world perched at the bend in space-time, where the far future loops into the primordial past, where aliens and barbarians, bigfoots and robots, monsters and pawns do battle at the universe's end. Mightiest of all is Dodd, he of a mixed drink, insatiable appetite, and non-existent impulse control. His epic weapon, the Bloodblade, carries a terrible curse. If Stud fails to keep it drenched in spilt blood, he will forfeit his heroic legacy and become a scared little weakling named Gary.
wanders to the badland, slaying monsters and longing for a flagon of ale and a good laugh. But if his slaughter can tip the scales for good, Stud might just make the next world the best. Huge props to Patrick Harmon, uh, awesome musician who did the music and did the narration. Uh, he's got a great band called The Party Faithful. Um, quick plug for that because, yeah, he's a amazing oh, well, musician, great guy. And, yeah, and it really helped uh, just encapsulate the show. I mean, you know, it certainly has a He-Man influence. It's also just inspired by all of those kind of 80s adventure shows, Transformers, G.I. Joe, just big, bold, colorful action adventure Fun. kind of things. Yeah, and serialized kind of idea. Um, so, yeah, that's and, – and that shows just awesome designs, just amazing, amazing work. Yep, that's what that's what's awesome about the book. I mean, it's it's a fun book. You do touch upon social narratives, of course, because you know with the relationship between Stud and Astro in it and all that. Um, but but nonetheless, there's nothing forced about it. It's a fun read. You know, you didn't even care that that even happened. It's like okay, not 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 homie. Is the Groundhog's Day effect to this? I mean, <laughs> what is going on? It, it, it's a mad book, but it's it, it's fun. The cast of characters are unique. So I want to know, man. It's like you know, you said this take took time to obviously uh, come forth and, and be printed. So, you know, what are the origins of the story and the character, especially that transition from, from a Gary, which is even worse than a Prince Adam, oh my God. <laughs> well, exactly. It's having The worthless with... Gary, yeah. <laughs> Gary, yeah. Gary really gets a raw deal through most of, the, most of the series. But, yeah, I mean, it's just having fun with that notion. I mean, it's, it's He-Man and Prince Adam. It's you know, Billy Batson and Shazam, just the idea that it's some reversal of that and you end, you're a big, powerful person who ends up, you know, losing all your powers, the things that, that makes you important in the world and sort of dealing with that. I mean, the real full origin of the comic is I wrote it originally as like an eight page homage to those mini comics from an the Masters eight of the page and yeah, you turned it was, this monster. <laughs> mm, so it just kept sprawling out. Uh yeah, I mean I I had it workshop this the eight page script in uh the comics experience uh workshop and people were you know, they liked it, they thought it was funny, but everyone was like, This is you know, this is clearly more, this isn't a one shot. This is a, a start to a whole story. And I was like, oh, it's like an homage to that sense that there's a bigger world. I mean, I really love, you know, Grant Morrison and uh, Warren Ellis kind of stuff. They do yeah. a great job, I think, of sort of hinting at a bigger world without ever showing all those details. You look at like the first or the whole run of planetary. I mean, especially those first six, seven issues where it's like, here's the, here's the Godzilla issue and here's the justice league issue. And here's the doc Savage issue. And, you know, you get the sense that it's a much larger world. And that's the idea with, with stud is kind of giving a pre-made full universe of these sorts of characters like He-Man. I mean, I always loved in, in He-Man that, 
the names were just so crazy, Mechanek and Snout Spout. And so we have Roach <laughs> yes. Coach, you know, a cockroach football coach. Guy. You see, but I know that Roach Coach was influenced from your New York days. I know that. I you met probably, a lot of you, good You met a Roach that size in New York. Sure. <laughs> he did, and he encouraged me, and he told me to reach for my dreams, and, and I did it. This one's for you, Roach. Yeah, you know, shout out to New York and, and, and the Roaches and you out there. I hope no one stepped on you yet. Yeah, yeah he's out there. I, I have faith. But, yeah, <laughs> so I just kind of expanded the comic uh, from those eight pages. And and just, I mean, there was a point where yeah, I was like, oh. just added 120 extra pages. That's all. Yeah. You, know, you only made Jen's life just that much easier, right? <laughs> I mean, I sort of was thinking of doing it as an ongoing Series, but I think anybody even other than obviously the hugest heroes and name recognition titles, no one's really willing to invest in like an ongoing series. I think uh, they want everybody's into minis nowadays. It's so crazy, but mm-hmm. the whole shit is that you could do an ongoing, just take those breaks in between and just call it a new mini and kind yeah. of legacy number it anyway. Right. So right. even though, yeah, this is number one of this storyline, it's actually number five <laughs> of the ongoing. Right, that's true. I you mean, could yeah, people. Why not? I mean, They've they, rebooted every comic so many times. Everything's a point. goddamn reboot. Look at Marvel <laughs> and DC. They both do new numbering and legacy numbering. Oh, totally, like, yeah. You know, ju- just for us anal fans, like, no, we don't like <laughs> to have another new number one. That's gonna, let me continue my goddamn run. That's right. the reason yeah. I collect runs. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've got, like, the first 200 or so issues of Daredevil of, like, the original one. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, this was when I was yeah. a kid. You know, I started reading them and read them forward and then would be buying the back issues. And now, yeah, everything is trade paper. You know, I've read a lot of the other old stuff. I mean, I take, took breaks and came back. And yeah. I think it was really, like, the uh, Ed Brubaker, Michael Lark run on Ooh. Daredevil that really, you know, got me. Back into it. I mean, Bendis and Believe was awesome. I mean, Daredevil's had a great run of creators. I think he oh, sort of I, sort of benefited from being kind of off in a corner of the Marvel universe. He wasn't yeah. in like the huge crossovers and and the show helped a lot to have that new generation discover him as well. For sure, you absolutely. Know? What about you, Jed? When Perry was coming to you with all these ideas, man, how was your mental status, man? Your imagination was it going wild or what? Uh, it was. Uh, let's see. I don't know if it. Sh- I think it doesn't show up until the the second issue. But there's okay. there was a, a chance we got to do a a menagerie of of stud villains, and uh, it was uh, it was I don't know. There's there's like tw- twenty people in a panel or something <laughs> like that, and they're they're all different weird bun people. It's uh it was uh that that was pretty fun. Uh, it's it's overall it's been a yeah, it's been a blast to draw. If we kind of, yeah, it uh, it kind of got shuffled around a bit. I had another another project come in uh, in the middle of it. Uh, can I can I pitch the other project, Perry, or is that? Uh, yeah, hey, it's all okay. family. Where's my video, bro? Talk about what you do, kiddo. I mean, I'm mesmerized yeah. watching them D cups you're drawing. You know. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is lava boom here. Yeah, uh, lava boom. I love yeah. the name. <laughs> uh, no, the the other the other one is uh, uh, Savage Hearts that I'm. Uh, it's going to be actually coming out the same. Uh, is it the same week or the same month? Uh, anyway, I think it's, it's the same it's, uh, month. 
work. Uh, Double the work, man. They yeah. got you busy, Jed. What's going on? Yeah, it was, it was a it was a long pandemic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's from Dark Horse, and uh, it's written Ooh. by Aubrey Sitterson, who you've probably talked to. I uh, know you talked Aubrey. to everybody, right? I know Aubrey, yes, sir. Yeah, I yeah. Know so, uh, oh. yeah, it's it's like a uh, a uh, what would it be a a uh, I can't even remember the name. a Hyborian Age uh, rom com kind of thing. So uh, you know, like like a uh, Conan era uh, meet cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that's uh, that one kind of uh, that took precedence for for the middle of uh, the middle of pandemic and then back to finishing off stud. If I remember, Excellent. it's all it all blurs together. But uh, but it's yeah. nice. How did you both deal with the pandemic as creators, man? I mean, was it great to be able to have your own project where you could be paced or or you know? Unlike Jed, where he had another project during it and had to come out of a certain time. I mean, how did you guys navigate it? Was it easy? Was it tough? Uh, did you guys manage, you know, or did you find it fruitful where, okay, I was able to create more because I didn't have to have X commitments at a con, for example? Uh, I'll, I'll go first on this. It's uh, It actually did not uh, impact hugely on my on my lifestyle because i kind of you know you go to the studio and you draw uh exactly. so okay. the studio is right here so it, uh, <laughs> long live the hermit yeah. lifestyle I <laughs> yeah. Shit. yeah i mean i mean you know it's uh like like socially uh of course it was awful as we yeah. all know but uh, uh I, I was able to actually kind of i feel like i was i was uh able to to crank out more work during that period how about you perry uh, yeah, I mean, the scripts were kind of already written by the time um, the pandemic hit. There's oh, that's a, the you know, plight of the writer. You're, you've ah. got uh, you've got the story out, and you're like, come on, draw it already. Yeah, come on, Jed. Let's go Heady, up and draw. Oh. Heady up and draw. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's always a little more to do. Uh, one of the fun things, or why I thought it was fun, like adjusting the script once Jed does the pages and – you know, you know, you kind of trim out some some dialogue here, narration there, and tighten things up. And sometimes just rewrite stuff because it works better with the image as Jed illustrates it. And sometimes an idea, you know, when you're writing it as just a script on the page, you sort of maybe over-explain it, but then Jed's yeah. illustration, like, Explains the oversimplifies it so the yeah, and you're like, well, I don't even need oversimplification that. comes over to a nice balance. Yeah, <laughs> so it basically could be a wordless comic, and it would uh, be the same. No, hopefully there's some necessary uh, text in there somewhere, but um, vital exposition. Very, <laughs> that's true. Short. We do have a black hole eating a sun, impacting reality at the yeah. same time. So we like to draw from you know, science fiction uh, or science fact to make our science fiction in the loosest possible way. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, we've worked on other stuff, too. I mean, yeah, kind of like Jed, the pandemic has been useful, just giving more focused time to do creative projects. Production. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I think yeah. it was us, the content creators, that benefited the most because this is how we live anyway. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> right. hey, yo, ain't nothing. We're going to navigate it better than those fish out of waters, if you will, that, that we're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go meet people. I don't need that. 
you know? Yeah. You know, it's coming, folks. I got my second dose today. Uh, Yeah, man, I I don't feel anything. I still feel great. My wife got hit, like, uh, she said it feel like a truck hit her. You know, she felt bad, my daughter. But hopefully hopefully my immunity is better than that because as a comic book reader, we tend to imagine ourselves to be as immune as Wolverine, so... Let's well, you've been, you've been going to cons and building up a building up a resistance. Oh my! Right? Listen, if you could do cons and, and, and any type of amusement park, you know, and survive, you're fine. Oh, I mean, I, I got out of a great adventure many years ago in New Jersey. I think I, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> you know, I think maybe I I think that was COVID then and it just came back now because shit, I thought I was going to literally die, but you know. I, but every time I got sick after that, it was like nothing. Like, it's nothing. What is this? Okay, I feel good. So hopefully now, I, may, maybe that may mean to me, and who knows? Government agencies will not go after me. If anything, I do live by Perry. So that, that'll give you an idea. So. <laughs> it's, uh, the so, cockroach will save us. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Hell yeah, that bastard. You know, <laughs> I killed many of your brothers in New York. I'm sorry, brothers and sisters. I did not mean to. I mean, so, um,. So when are we going to get the next Super Size issue? Because that, that first issue, Super Size, is fantastic, two issues, and you kind of went reverse. You know, we get this awesome story, but then we don't get some questions answered until the second, this, you know, part of it, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what else is going to happen here? Where, where's this story going? When are we going to get more? Where can people get it right now, as a matter of fact? Because people need to pick up this number one. Sure. Uh, right now we are in pre-orders for issue one. Issue one will release to uh, comic shops and everything on July 28th. But oh, if shit. you yeah, if you go to that URL or our publisher cexpublishing.com, there you go. Uh, you can pre-order issue one. Um, there's some cool variants too. Uh, Robert oh. Atkins is a Great uh, GI Joe. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. from the GI Joe series. Yeah, yeah. So he's, if you go, he's a monster. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he did a really cool, uh, you know, take on the Gary Stud dynamic. If you oh, go wait, there, I that, can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. We have a metal variant cover, which I honestly Ooh. don't completely understand. I've heard about metal variants. You might have more experience with them, Al, but yeah. uh, we have don't one of those. Them. Yeah, if you if you can bend them, you're strong. So you know, try to bend them, but don't damage them. Um, but yeah, so and then after that first one in July 28th, the second one is just the next month, and the third and final one is just a month after that. So end of July, end of August, end of September, and uh, yeah, that'll be a wrap. It is a mini series, and okay. in terms of where it's going, it's going to the end of the universe, and. Uh, you know, check it oh, out. Yeah, there's a lot of hints how we there. Get there. There's a lot of stuff going sure. on, you know, in, in the story. There's a lot of elements, and again, like I say, even a Groundhog Day element. And I just gotta say, Jed, wow, mm-hmm. we started with a blank page, and then we have Valum. Where Valum? Look at that. There you go. There you go. Oh, that is fire, bro. You did all well, that. You. you did all that shit in 27 minutes so far. Look at this. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Fire, brother. Just draw big. That's the secret. That's gorgeous. <laughs> but uh, in, what are you doing this for? Is it just you showing off your your masterful skills, or are we going to see uh, this? Uh, 
Uh, let's see. This is uh, this is showing off my masterful skills and uh, and uh, not showing off my wonderful camera face. <laughs> so, so if somebody wanted to purchase that, like right now, would you sell it? And if so, where can they hit you? Because they, they, I'm pretty sure somebody wants this in their life. That's sexy. Okay. Uh, he goes, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm pimping yeah, you, bro. Uh, I'm pimping you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Some uh, you can DM me on Twitter. I think there my Twitter's go. on there somewhere. So yeah. So right there, we got just Twitter. If you're interested in that, look at that. Jeff yeah. Riotto. There you yeah. go. That is gorgeous, bro. I mean, uh, when, when you were drawing her, who did you have in your mind? Can, can we say that? Uh, <laughs> if you marry, I don't want you to get a divorce because of me now. Yeah, no. Uh, I think... Uh, I don't I don't remember that there was a model for her. It was just okay. like uh, Barry's description, right? She's oh, a, a, a bombshell. Yeah, Who are you describing, Perry? Who's your bombshell? What's going on here? Ah, that's the magic of comic creation. <laughs> is it happens somewhere in between. I mean, Jed elevated everything in the script. Oh, I, I feel like as a minute I started seeing sketches from him, I was like, this guy completely understands what I'm going for, and he's also making it better than I even had it in my mind, and yeah, it's just somewhere in that magical in-between of collaboration. I think, you know, everything just was elevated and really looks amazing, and there's so many uh, just awesome characters, and we certainly went with, like, a kitchen sink attitude toward the comic. Kitchen sink press, <laughs> yeah, man. Old just, school. you know, like Jed was saying, the the second issue has just kind of exponentially more villains and monsters yes. and yeah, they changed the whole narrative from issue one because again you read issue one you see what happens and number two is like okay because once i read the first half of the story i'm like you gave me this whole damn cast what the fuck but then mm-hmm. when i got into the second part i'm like oh <laughs> shit cool I love comic books, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. You that, guys that, that really hooked, hooked me when I read yes. that. Yeah, I read the script yes. and I was like, this is... Right, that good. twist. Yeah, That's what it makes this fun, folks, man. Pulls you forward. Yeah, definitely, because you, you, know, you think it's the end almost an issue one, but no, <laughs> you have a lot more going on, and it's deep. The characters are awesome, and, you know, Thank again, you. just to see that battle of Stud himself, you know, between himself and... You know, things that happened on the first issue, now things are slightly different, you know, after the save, if you will. And it's like, okay, his mind is screwed. He did it for obvious reasons, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. how is he going to handle this going forward now? Because, okay, well, is this still going to happen? <laughs> sure. Uh, so, you know, again, yeah, folks, I'm teasing you, bastards. You know why? Because you got to read this book. You guys <laughs> got to pick it up. You guys got to pre-order it right now, right there at studentblade.com or even through the publisher, CEX Publishing. I mean, CEX is, is awesome because you, you guys go. are not. Oh, look at that. Holy smokes. Look how <laughs> sexy, Kit. Oh. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, it's the Kickstarter edition we did. Exclusive yep, it's, it's out in the wild somewhere. That's beautiful. Check that out, man. Love it. Love yeah. it. But, go. yeah, I mean, you know, we try to that. deal – there you go, got all the backers. We try to deal with, you know, sort of universal challenges. I think the idea of getting a chance to correct your mistakes, issues of, you know, identity yes. and, and what is best in life. I know we all know what Conan thinks is best in life. Stud is maybe a little softer about yes. things. He just wants to hang out and have fun. There's and, our boy, yeah. 
But, you know, it doesn't always not, work out that way. There yeah, it is. Just and I love that whole alien. Gary thing. I love that whole Gary thing, though, because it's like when you see what happens to him, you're like, what a douche. <laughs> really? That's our homie? What the hell? And, and, and then, you know, I mean, I, I, you feel bad for Stud. You know, not homie fault. Yeah. You know, and then he gets trapped into a situation, you know. So that Gary said, when I saw that, when I saw the image without reading the story, you know, I said, <laughs> what the hell? And then when you read it, you're like, what a moron. What a moron. <laughs> oh, my God. What a way. <laughs> I love it. Uh, hey, Jed, show him the back of the Kickstarter. The back this here? Is, yeah, this oh, is a oh, really there we awesome. Go. Oh, yes. amazing. Snap. Look That's at my, that. That's my, my best uh, job at painting a He-Man-style box art. Bro, yes. great job, kiddo. And look at Armadillo go right there. I love, how you, I love yep. that idea. He's uh, got Roach Coach that. on the ropes here. Oh, as, as he should. He better stop over that bastard. I can't stand roaches. You don't understand. It's New York, guys. New York is expensive, but guess what? Those roaches live with you, and they're not paying part of the rent. There's a lot of them. A There's problem. a whole, we should write a backstory for Roach Coach about his origins. Please. His all bringing in New York, and, and then how he got transported and elevated there. Yes. <laughs> Almost getting stepped on in New York so many times. You know? Wow. Dude, for wow. sure. It's great. But you guys have been awesome. That's an awesome picture, Jed Perry. You guys got an amazing project that is definitely Thank a lot you. of fun. It's, it's it's really independent, you know. It's, it's Comics Express. Uh, you know, uh, how is it to work with Comics Experience? You know, because, again, I was saying before, actually got to meet several creators that have gone through that program, and, and, and they love them. So what's your experience like before we go with CEX? Sure. No, they're they're great. Yeah, I mean, I've been taking classes and in their workshop for, you know, prior to stud and just the classes themselves are super useful. You talk to, you know, great working creators like uh, Paul Allard, Andy Schmidt, Mark Sumerak. Um, yeah, and so let me get did. a broom. He's just dropping names over here. Let me get that broom. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm leaving a mess, but uh, but yeah, and then um, you know they have a publishing deal with Source Point Press, and then Andy just Love now has started to start CEX. I mean, we're actually the flagship title from CEX, so that's super exciting and wow, a huge dude. honor. And thank you to Andy and Paul and every and Bond, uh, all, the, all the folks. Yeah, shout out so, to Bond because he connected us. I know, here. right? He couldn't He's be here today, work. but he connected. So thank you, Bond, for introducing me to these two amazing creators. Now, I always want to ask this question, and you know, it's fun to have two of you so that we can have different perspectives. So, from a writer's perspective, Perry, you know, what type of advice would you give to an upcoming writer? You know, trying to get onto the scene sure well i think if you're trying to get onto the scene you just have to make your own comics and just get something done have an example you learn so much from actually doing something i think i you know in and it's great to be in a workshop and actually get feedback from people people who are strangers they don't know you at all and so you'll get really honest answers i mean of course with any workshop you learn to take what you can from the advice. You don't have to do everything someone tells you. Someone might have completely different mindset and just missed something you were trying to do. It doesn't mean that you did it wrong. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would, like I said, just do a comic. Learn. You learn so much from doing it and collaborating with an artist is huge and you learn how to... Uh, oh, oh, shit. 
Yeah. Keep talking. I want that on my wall, Jed. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep talking now. I'm too distracted from this awesome. He did that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wrap it up. Time to talk to the writers. (laughs) But just write comics. That's write comics. There you go. From an amazing writer himself, because I was thoroughly entertained. You know, reading the book. Thank you. Thank you for doing such a great job. Now, Jed, from from an artist's point of view. Now, again, and here you are showing. I want this on my wall. You, you're like, you're going to make me spend my, my wife is going to cut my stuff off. You know, that's what's going to happen. You're going to mail me this. You're going to get a package back, and it's going to have my stuff in it. Okay. That's what it costs now. But anyway. That's what they call a disincentive there. <laughs> so, Jay, man, what type of advice can you give to an up-and-coming artist trying to break onto the scene? Oh, geez. I'm thinking about it, and uh, it's uh, it's a long grind, man. Because I'm I'm an old dude. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm 51 now. Uh, You're young, bro. That's 15, and we burst. That means he's yeah. late as 15. <laughs> You're actually 30. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, like Perry's saying. Just doing it is uh, is the is the first step. Like figuring out if you can if you can draw 20 pages of a book. Uh, if you can draw them fast, then so I think fast? you got work, man. Okay, you, so let's talk about that then. You know, you're yeah. talking about the speed of drawing. Obviously, drawing well. What's yeah. what's a good rate for for someone? You know, to be noticed. Uh, like X pages in how many weeks or, or days? Let's see. What's a good rate? It used to be being able to turn around, you know, a, a 22 page book in a month. So. Whatever that works out to a page, a page every workday. Yeah, uh, I tried doing that for a while, and that uh, I I work slower than that. I I do okay. maybe <laughs> a, a day and a half per page, something like that. Okay. okay. Uh, but uh, since since we're talking about it, you know, most uh, most books that come out these days are are minis, so you have the chance to sort of bank a bunch of pages, right? You're not okay. uh, you're not worrying about hitting a monthly, you know, a doing quota, a monthly if you book. Will. Yeah. That's that's part of why, you know, on, on any monthly books you're gonna see fill in artists or, or rotating okay. art teams or something because there's very few people who can who can every every month turn out twenty pages. It's just, wow. you know, life gets in the way, uh, of course. Production, all that. I can't imagine, but damn, that piece is awesome, bro. Yeah, Jed, give us a good flyover of that. Yeah, man, please. Yeah, here, this is, uh, this is, uh, it's, it's late for Mother's Day. This is, this is Uh, Stud and his mom, Flora Borealis here. uh, Oh, nice. Yeah. Big flower lady in the background. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you know, try, try to get a a good, Mm. uh, good picture of Stud bro. Yeah, and Stud is definitely from the seventies, man. You got that that chest hair going. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and, and there you go. Hey, look at that, Mr. Perry. They're saying good show, brothers. That's the both of you right there. Thank Cooks. you, thanks, Cooks. Cooks also hosts his own comic book shows, along uh, as well as the system of hip hop that are watching. They're big fans of everything comic books as well. So other avenues for you to Thank to you. be able to to uh, preach. You know, uh, about the stud verse, if you will. Sure, yes. Gospel I, of stud. The gospel of stud. <laughs> and you know what you mean, folks? You dirty-minded bastards. Now we mean. We're talking about this awesome character right named Stud. All right? 
So with that, folks, of course, you know, go to studentblade.com, you know, right there. You can go to their publisher, CX Publishing, on, you know, their website on Twitter, Facebook, and the Instagrams out there. But most importantly, you know, show your love and support for the creators, you know, the artist Jed right here. Go to his Twitter and his Instagram. They're both the same at Jeb Riotto. And, of course, you can check out Perry, all right, on Twitter, at, at Pat Crow right there. That's, that's all he does is Twitter. Doesn't care about anything else. Yes. I'm focusing the efforts there. My (laughs) middle name is Alan, so that's why it's P.A. Crow. There you go. Are you Al? Is it Al Allen Mega, or is it just straight up Al? No, well, my legal name is Alexander Perez. And, and, yeah, right? Yeah, so I go from there. uh, I was playing Rock Band one day when Rock Band came out for Xbox back in Queens. I was years ago. And I didn't want to use my real name, and I was rocking out on the song. Somebody said, what's your name? And since I love Megatron from the Transformers, I said, I'm Al Mega. Where are <laughs> It was a rap from name. then. It was a rap from then. They, they, they loved it. They, oh, shit, Al Mega. Like, you know, and then it just stuck. So that, that was like 2000. Well, whenever the game came out, that's, that's when it was. Almega, the, the persona was born. <laughs> well, there's a comic book waiting there, the Almega story. The Almega yeah. story. One day he is rocking out. Electricity hits. And transform into a... Transform into a guitar. I think it could work. Uh, could you imagine? A, a drinking guitar. I have beers and blunts all the time. <laughs> I, I, I'll make the guitar version of Tali. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You like comic books? All right. Well, I mean, so with that, yo, for real, thank you so much, guys. Yo, Cooks, Accelerant, you. you know, people watching. But most importantly, you, Perry, you, Jed, to, to, to our homie that put this together, to Comics Experience. Thank you again for allowing me to speak to you creators here and, and share in the greatness of the comic book. And just once again, before I go, folks, I want to ingrain this in your minds. Please visit studioandblade.com, all right? Pre-order, 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 cxpublishing.com. And follow the creators, Perry and, and uh, Jed. Yo, show the love, show the music, tell them you saw my hair, Comic Crusaders, all right? All right? And, of course, tonight, I want you to tune in to my homie, guys. I don't know if you guys are fans of Jimmy Palmiotti, but um, he's going to be uh, at 6.30 p.m. tonight. He's going to be showing up on my friend's show, Six Element of Hip Hop, um, and, you know, talking all things comic books and hip hop. So I can't wait to see Jimmy because he's, he's an old school rocked out dude and he's going to be talking about hip hop and comics. I can't wait to tune in on this one. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I drew some Harley Quinn for that guy. Oh, word. Oh, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. I call uh, Jimmy and Amanda the royalty of comic books. I say that they are the equivalent of Jay Z and Beyonce of comics. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah, man, there you go. But with that, again, Perry Jet, thank you. Everybody that tuned in, thank you. You know what to do. Check us out at ComicCrusaders.com. Yep, Check out my podcast family at UndercoverCapes.com. And with that, Al Mega, where Papa can do Sepa. Hasta la próxima. Thanks, Al. Thank very much, Al. Hey, thank guys. you, everybody, for watching. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this Comic Crusaders production. For real-time news on all things pop culture, please feel free to follow us on social media. For articles, original content, merchandise, and more, please go to www.comiccrusaders.com. Also follow along with all of the websites of the Comic Crusaders family. As always, if you like this content, please click like and subscribe to the Comic Crusaders YouTube channel. Thank you.